So, you look like you're a little hardcore, maybe a little bit extreme. Well, you know who the hell I am. I am the king of extreme, the Sandman. Does it get any more hardcore than this? So, you want to be hardcore? You want to be extreme? Join the Ran Army. Recording live from the Black Lodge, it's me, the free will burning head, turning ass kicking, machismo dripping, master podcast and mouthpiece of the Southeast, Brandon A. Lane, bringing you a new edition of the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. And what you gonna do, brother, when the rant army runs wild on you? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give a very special shout-out to the gentleman you heard at the top of this episode, the one, the only, the beer-swilling, chain-smoking son-of-a-bitch known as the Sandman. But he is not the only ECW alumni we have on this episode, so I want to give a personal shout-out to the gentleman you'll be hearing from after the messages from our sponsors, the one, the only, the innovator of violence, former ECW champion, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer can be found on Twitter, at the Tommy Dreamer, and don't forget to check out his promotion... House of Hardcore, houseofhardcore.net. Now, I would highly suggest you remember to put in net, because I'm pretty sure if you put in .com, you're going to get pornography. However, if you want to check out something that'll get your engine running that isn't pornography, uh, I would advise you to go right now and check us out on our homepage at juicykruger.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Rants Black Lodge. And as always, you can find our podcast on a multitude of platforms, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, and just about anywhere else podcasts are available. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be throwing to some messages from our sponsors. Then when we come back, you'll be hearing from the man himself, Tommy Dreamer, then I didn't even get to it. The piece of resistance, the main event for this evening will be a full-length feature commentary for the 1991 Hulk Hogan piece known as Suburban Commando. Stay tuned. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Tommy Dreamer, and you got to check out the Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. It's a podcast about pop culture, movies, thing that's going on. ECW was going on, still kind of is every time I wrestle, they yell for it. I'm still going on. I've been wrestling since 1989. That's 30 years of being pop culture. I've been in movies too. Why don't you ask them those questions? Army of the Damn, one of the best movies, horror genre out there that doesn't get enough credit. Anyway, check out Rants from the Black Lodge podcast. He said, but all the shit is happening is nobody's fool. All the girls go crazy, they don't know what to do. I don't know these fucking words, something, something. 
Something, 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 simply ravishing rude. I'm taking my pants off, guys. It's getting sexy in here. I started this with my pants off. I'm glad to see you came prepared for tonight. He came. Oh, multiple times in the way. Came. The ultimate explosion from his crotch. You can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it too. Uh, said to that will be the ultimate podcast. That's what, that's what he said to Dana as he's popping over those kids. Oh, God. <laughs> Little warriors out there. Not old enough now. Uh, all right. Uh, tonight, uh, I believe, is this our first four person podcast officially? I know we've done a bonus episode that is yet to be released. Goddamn point break. <laughs> It'll, uh, get, it'll get released I soon. I think we've only had a, a three-man crew. This is the most we've had. Yeah, well, if this is any uh, indication to how wrestling is done, four-man booth is fucking cancer, so oh. I apologize in advance for uh, the shitty production. Skip, you're Lee Marshall. Ooh. <laughs> can I be Bobby Heenan? No, you cannot. Oh. You cannot be. You said can't. You could be WCW Bobby Heenan. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't give a shit. <laughs> you're, he just, you're, he's you're had more, a fifth of vodka. You're more table, like a Jesse good. Ventura. I love Jesse Ventura. You're not, not WCW Jesse Ventura. Yeah, he Ventura. gave up as well. Fuck, Fuck it, I'm, I'll be Jesse Ventura. All right, um, sitting to the far left, making his return to the Black Lodge, the one, the only, your mother warned you about him, Titty Flippin' Travis! Hi, guys. Flip them titties, Travis. <laughs> I guess that's the sound you make. I haven't seen a titty in a while. It shows. Besides, <laughs> besides my own. I can tell since your pants are off. <laughs> He's still flaccid, ladies. Super hard. <laughs> you can break a diamond on it. Um, sitting to my direct left, making his first official debut into the Black Lodge, with his second overall appearance, making his uh, first foray into the Black Lodge on our still-as-to-be-unreleased Point Break episode. I don't know. It might be out by the time this is out. Who the fuck knows? Point Break break is my... It's going to be my um, uh, April Fool's joke because I don't release it. (laughs) Haha, you guys suck. Um, (laughs) I'm going to cut Brandon's dick off. (laughs) Go ahead and try. (laughs) If I could find it. Oh... It's not it's not out there like yours is. Um, like I said, sitting to my direct left, making his official debut, touching tip skip. Hi. <laughs> not sure what to do with my hands. <laughs> you just touch tips. Just just touch the tips. Right. Uh, that's that's your cue to take your pants off, and you guys go in the corner and see Dark. what happens. It's time to sword fight. Sword fight. <laughs> it's not weird. Uh, docking, sitting docking to, to my right, the original second man in this commentary team, <laughs> making <laughs> his return after a couple of months absence, I believe. No, it's been more than that. Halloween four. Yeah, shit. Got October. He's got kids. <laughs> yeah, he, he's uh, he's always making some some excuse why he can't be on the podcast. Speaking of which, uh, before we get into it, Stank Dick Eddie, hey. you want to talk a little bit about your podcast you got going on? Yeah, man. Uh, recently, myself, uh, if you guys know, myself and our, our buddy Cody Ford run a wrestling show uh, based here out of Tennessee called NGW. Uh, so if you get a chance, it's on you know pretty much all platforms similar to this one. So it's on Spotify, uh, Stitcher. Google Play Music, uh, and also iTunes, it's going to be the, the Next Gen TN podcast. We talk about wrestling and uh, 
bunch of shit like that. So if you're listening to this, you probably like wrestling, so go check us out at the Next Gen TN Podcast. Except for all the people who fucking hate when we do wrestling yeah, episodes. Fuck yeah, you guys. I get, I, get a lot of, I get a lot of direct <laughs> messages. Anyway. I get a lot of direct messages where they're like, hey man, don't do those wrestling episodes. If you, if you Calm had down, the, if you had the promoters right. of KFW on, you'd be good. Hey, uh, I didn't notice this, but uh, KFW actually follows our podcast um, <laughs> on Twitter. Hey, man, that wasn't me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Travis Lasseter <laughs> said <laughs> that. Give him, give him a follow <laughs> at Travis Lasseter. It's not hard. Like yeah, my you please right now. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, uh, tonight we're going to be watching the 1991 Hulk Hogan classic, cinematic, <gasps> cinematic classic, brother. Suburban Commando. So, if you would like to watch along, we invite you to do so. Um, so, cue your film up. You're going to have the new Line Cinema logo just about to careen towards your screen. Or if you just want to listen along to us uh, talk a bunch of inside wrestling nonsense and bury Hulk Hogan real good, then by all means, do so. So, on the count of three, we're going to get this uh, dog and pony show on the road. You want to count us down there, Titty Flipper? Three, two, one, play. Please make sure you have no sharp objects around you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stab your eyes out. Suburban Commando was released October 4th, 1991. It had an $11 million budget. Uh, any of you care to take a guess at how much this movie grossed? Less than 10. $8 million. Uh, totaling it at a $3 million loss. Um, now, I'm sure over time with uh, video rentals, uh, DVD sales, I don't believe this is available on Blu-ray. If there's a God, there's not. It's not. But um, I'm sure it's it's probably made that up over time, but there's a reason there was not a sequel to Suburban Commando. So We're about to see that. It just, didn't work. <laughs> it just didn't work for Terry, brother. <laughs> No, he, he he stated previously that he would love to do a sequel. The money just ain't there, brother. It just ain't there. <laughs> Look at these awesome effects. Yeah, these effects are, are top notch. Um, it's like B-roll of Star Wars? Like oh, the, the, the Star Wars illusions are, are very blatant. Um, the difference is Star Wars had a budget. Wee! This movie does not. Pew, 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 pew. That's, that's Travis flipping titties. <laughs> flipping space titties. I remembered how to do it. So this uh, this movie has a fifteen percent uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes, and the big reason why I'm bringing this up: our episode that we did last month, Leprechaun Three, rated a zero. So the impl- the implication being is that this movie is better than Leprechaun Three. All right, let's go down the line. Eddie, is this movie better than Leprechaun Three? No. 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 It's not. No. Skip. No. no. Not yes. Even close. <laughs> Travis is not a horror movie fan, yeah. so I actually. Well, yeah. I, I mean, how many of those accounts that it like gave it an approval rating do you think Hulk Hogan and his daughter Brooke made up to give it a fifteen percent? Well, he. Like, I would hope that they would go a lot harder on it to get it above fifteen percent. That's a lot of effort for to like just to show how shitty a movie is. Linda probably is like one downvote in it and shit. Yeah, but oh. this guy also likes Point Break, so we didn't got to listen to a word. Oh, oh. Hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is a god. Uh, this movie has an audience score of thirty-two percent. That's a little. That's more, that's more surprising. It's, than a, it's a little better. A little better. I mean, Hulk audience scores are usually higher because mm-hmm. you know lowest common denominator. I mean, general people, you watch this and it, it appear it appeals to a somewhat of a <laughs> demographic. Yeah, he looks ridiculous, doesn't he? God, 
It's got the cup on him, brother. His his armor looks incredibly fake. The, the way that they, all these like looks, bad guys look, they look like women. So let's say he's just beating women. You look like you could go to Walmart and fucking buy that like as a, like a laser tag get up or some shit. Like, shit, I know what I'm like doing. Styrofoam. Cosplay, cosplay this season. Shep Ramsey gonna shave my fucking head and dye it blonde. You better fucking have that cup. <laughs> I'll point it out later, but it starts flashing when uh, Christopher Lloyd wears it later on in the film. <laughs> When he's stopping two people from raping a woman, I don't know what that what that's implicating. Like, is he sexually turned on that this woman's trying to be raped in front of him? I I, I don't know. Um, on IMDb, is that Brutus? <gasps> is it? Did he do uh, stunts he... on this film? Brother, what's his face? Yep, yep. There, yep. He is. there he is. Oh, oh yeah, there, there you is. go. On the right, this guy got that insurance to fix his broken fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, though. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that uh, is that's, sick to that, think that, about. that's just genuinely true. Uh, he got the uh, SAG insurance. Yep. So that's how he got his face fixed. Uh, <laughs> or, or, oh my god! That looked like fucking lettuce. By, <laughs> by the way, uh, the the gentleman whose alien hand is creeping out of his uh, arm socket—that is General Souter, the uh, the main antagonist of the film. He'll come back into play later on. I love this shot where he's just sliding down the uh, here. Oh. <laughs> Super slow motion. Like, how do you think he turned around and put that grenade up there without looking like he was still falling? He's, he's, a, real, he's a real American. <laughs> you fucking beat me to it. You fucking beat me to it. He's a real goddamn American. You understand working. You understand working. Um, this movie is rated a four point four out of ten on IMDb, which that's that sounds about right. But but here's the thing. The Google rating, Google users, eighty nine percent liked this movie. <laughs> Does that seem right to you no, in any not. in any regard? Like no, okay. Oh my god. When at what age did each of you see this movie for the first time? I was younger. This had to be like I rented it. Yeah, I rented yeah. it, so it had to be like after like around ninety two or three. Probably ninety four. Ninety three, ninety four. Yeah. I saw this movie in the theater. Of course you did, bitch. Uh, you're, oh, I was I was a Hogan mark out the fucking oh, ass. I think we all were. Um, even though, like, at this point, like, I was kind of getting starting to get sick of Hogan, but... Everybody was. When you watch the trailer for this, you think, like, oh, man, this is going to be like a, a space exploration, you know, kind of space balls kind of movie, and it doesn't really end up being that way. Uh, the, the gentleman who's on Hogan's screen right here plays the role of Zanuck. Uh, this guy's a legit actor, so I don't know why they, how, number one, how they could have afforded him, and two, uh, why he has a, basically a nothing scene. But he was in the, uh, original Tales from the Crypt from 1972. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Saturn 3, Cheech and Chong's, The Corsican Brothers, Amadeus, Eliminators, uh, 55 episodes of Beauty and the Beast with that goddamn beautiful man, Ron Perlman. Uh, 17 <laughs> episodes of Going to the Extremes. Uh, Swimming with Sharks. Uh, did you ever see that with uh, that pedophile um, uh, fucking, what's his name, Kevin Spacey? I can't say I it's, a, it's a terrific movie, but fuck Kevin Spacey. Piece of shit. Uh, he was in The Scarlet Letter. Uh, 15 episodes of Picket Fences. Um, he was in, I didn't even realize there was a Mr. and Mrs. Smith television show. But he was in uh, 12 episodes of that, and uh, he kind of closed out his career with uh, Hellboy 2. So Another tie-in with Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah. There are quite a few uh, roundabout, uh, kind of backdoor connections to this movie. Yes, I, I'm meaning the backdoor uh, double entendre there. Butthole? Yes, butthole. <laughs> okay, cool. 
I don't think that's Hogan's so, real hair, by so the way. So Shep Ramsey and Zeus, who would win? Oh, man. Fucking Zeus, man. <laughs> he couldn't beat Rip. <laughs> so why the fuck could he beat Shep Ramsey? <laughs> By the way, am I the only one who's having trouble calling him Chef Ramsey? I want to call him Chef Ramsey, like, so fucking bad. It's pasta mania, brother. What kind of fucking name is Shep? Now, I don't think I've ever met anybody in my life whose name is fucking Shep. Yeah, I... Unless as, you want to call Eddie by his last name. What's up, Shep? As a, as a kid, I I thought his name was Shemp. You know, like, like Shemp Howard. Howard Three Studios. No, we can't hear it because we have the, uh, the sound turned down, but there is a really awesome early 90s hip-hop song that has additional spoken word lyrics from that musical genius, Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, uh, over the film right here. Hulk Hogan has an uh, interesting career outside of the ring. Um, Travis, uh, do you uh, you got do you own Hulk Hogan's uh, wrestling boot band album? I actually do. <laughs> I got it for really cheap on eBay. Like Is this, five bucks. of all the sad <laughs> things? Sealed. Of all the sad things you own, WCW related, is that the saddest? Mm. Probably not. Like I own like a pretty mint copy of Uncensored '96. Oh. And I paid decent money so, speak, for it. Speaking of which, that's the, that's the Doomsday Cake. Oh, oh Jesus, <laughs> brother! I guess crazy that happened in '96. That seems like that's a, like two months before. Oh God! All the all yeah. the stuff went down. How, how quickly wrestling uh, changes. Um, I know that you're collecting like the WCW tapes. Um, that's kind of like your Holy Grail, Grail quest right now. The saddest of all quests, but we're we're <laughs> two, we're two left. Two left. What what two do you need? I need uh WCW Bash at the Beach two thousand. Yeah, that ain't uh, never fucking happening. <laughs> w, the WCW magazine best of the nineteen nineties. How much was uh, uh, how much was the Bash of the Beach and both those tapes going? I let for? I let one slip through my hands for a hundred bucks and one slip through my hands for two. Yeah, yeah. You want to elaborate on why it slipped through your fucking fingers? Because you sent it to me and then I told Eddie I was like I'm gonna go buy it right now no. and then the fucking thing ended. No, you waited. I was like you should probably God buy it. Damn. Now, and then you wait like, oh, it's gone. Well, and then there's one tape that I don't know if it truly is real or not, and that's the Crockett Cup 86. It goes for like over 400 bucks because it's so damn rare. And I'm like, I don't even know if I should See, the, the, the bad thing is is that it, it looks fake, but they were such a shitty company that it very well could be real. I mean, that so, is 86. Yeah, so yeah. You'll, you'll never really know. So you have to own it just to, just to be on the safe side. Well, well stop buying Power Rangers shit. I'll start... Buying the tapes. Oh my god, <laughs> we we have a we have a group chat, the four of us, um, and I hear about fucking big bad billboards, and fucking <laughs> Shark Power Rangers, Street, Street Sharks, Street Sharks, Street Sharks. which god. I bought. It should be in the mail uh, Monday. Please, please tell me when you get it because I have to fucking know. Oh man, I'm gonna send you a copy. Of me watching it, and I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a video of His me unwrapping it. Yeah, I, I invite you to do um, Grant's long. Pants are always <laughs> they they are. I make special uh, occasions because I know you guys are a bunch of dick grabbers. So I got to keep my pants on when you're around. You know me. <laughs> I'm in here in handcuffs right now, so I can't grab. Um, I have a serious question though. Does anybody know if there's any like a toy line made after this movie? It looks like it would have been like. Set up for that, especially um, with his armor and all there, that shit. There was not a toy line, but there was a video game released like a couple of years later for PC and DOS. And I mean, I don't know the quality of it. I've never played it. Um, but in doing research for this, I saw some <clears throat> gameplay footage. And for a game 
that came out in 1993, it looks pretty shitty. <laughs> so I, I mean, shocker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, right? Um, it's just weird though. Like, did they think that it was going to be a bigger deal than it was? Because I mean, I know it takes a while to get a video game into production and and all that and release and stuff. So did they really think like, oh shit, in the next couple of years we'll have a sequel out and they'll be able to tie this in? I, I don't know. I, it it seemed like a like a dumb idea. Have you seen those twenty four inch pythons, brother? You damn right. They were expecting sequel after sequel <laughs> oh. after sequel. I can't believe we haven't even talked about Christopher Lloyd. We'll get we'll get to Christopher Lloyd. Let's talk about his boss right here. Uh, this is Larry Miller. He is uh, one of the premier uh, character actors of his generation. Uh, he's he's been in fucking everything and. He's a he's a really really good uh, character actor and um, oh what do you call it when you make shit up Improv- Improv- improviser he's in a lot of Christopher Guest movies uh, so let's just give his rundown he was in uh, Pretty Woman L A Story and Necessary Roughness which is great you know, great great, great movie, movie. Um, kind of like the uh, Major League the football equivalent of Major League not as good no we're talking about that Frankenstein the College Years which god damn it needs a fucking DVD or Blu Ray release. Our good friend of the podcast, Mick Strawn, worked on that movie. Um, one of my favorites growing up. Uh, Nutty Professor 1 and 2, Waiting for Government, which is a Christopher Guest movie. Chairman of the Board with awesome. fucking Carrot Talk. Fucking Carrot Talk. <laughs> uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, Runaway Bride. 30 episodes of Dilbert. Uh, Best in Show, 38 episodes of Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, Mighty Wind. Princess Diaries 2, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then The Bigfoot, which is a new movie getting ready to come out, and it's getting rave reviews. Mm, fuck yeah. Sam Elliott is in that film. Yeah. I saw the cover. Goddamn right. <laughs> I was saying goddamn Sam Elliott. I knew I remembered him from like a movie I watched a lot. Like 10 Things I Hate About You used to come on USA all the fucking time before. I always had a crush on the chick that played Bianca. She was oh, in yeah. Secret World. That's Matt. Yeah, yep. brother. Oh, yeah. man. Fuck. Yeah. She was, uh, what was her name? Uh, Alyssa Alaniac? Is that her Ol- name? Olnick. Olnick. Yeah, her name. Uh, also, too, he did get raped by a horny hamster in another professor movie. <laughs> oh, Throw that out there. Wow. <laughs> bring up bestiality, man. See, <laughs> see you, you're bringing something to the podcast. Yeah. I didn't fucking know that. Fucking yeah, really, yeah. Cheers, yeah. Cheers, Skip. He goes walking out of the room and his pants are all tore up. Oh, man. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to fill in conversation. Uh, this, movie, hamster. this movie was directed by Burt Kennedy. Uh, he directed... Uh, a lot of like westerns and stuff. He directed the Return of the Magnificent Seven. So this guy was a legit director. And how far his star had fallen to get Suburban Commando. Uh, he did a lot of TV, Simon Simon, Magnum PI. But he made a movie with Frank Sinatra, which may have my favorite title of all time: a movie called Dirty Dingus McGee. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Which I'm going to. I'm making a fucking shirt that says that on there, completely out of context. Uh. He uh, he wrote a lot of uh, movies as well. Uh, he wrote the Clint Eastwood movie, White Hunter, Black Heart, which is one of Eastwood's lesser-known movies, but there's no such thing as a bad Clint Eastwood movie. I'll fucking fight you over that. He had a uh, small acting role. Shut the fuck up, Travis. I'll punch you in the mouth. I'll punch you in your erect penis. <laughs> we word in the circus? Yeah. Yeah, that one's not good. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He had a small acting role in 1948's The Three Musketeers and uh, unfortunately passed away February 15th, uh, 2001 at age 78. Um, Now, uh, Shep here has landed on Earth and he's 
walking around and getting uh, a lot of interesting looks from people. Those girls probably want to suck his dick. Well, they... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. look at him. Did you see the look he gave him? His body is fucked. You want to see my python? <laughs> Brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he didn't give that look to? Linda Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to. She just wasn't having it. I love RC Cola. But is it funny you can see a Coca-Cola machine oh, shit, on yeah. the inside? They didn't pay for that. Miller Marlboro. Camel. Cancer. It's a running running thing through the podcast now. <laughs> Cancer. Um, this film was written uh, by Frank A. Capello. He He's a legit writer. Um, this was his first writer's credit, and it's amazing. He had a career... <clears throat> post this, but he managed to continue this on. Uh, he wrote No Way Back with uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, he wrote Constantine, uh, the Keanu Reeves adaptation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Quiet Man with Christian Slater, which is a movie that got rave reviews. Uh, he also He's also a director. He did American y- Yakuza, which is fucking awesome. He did uh, No Way Back. Uh, he was Quiet Man, and uh, he won Best Director at the Jackson Hole Film Festival for directing that film. So he pretty much set this guy up to die. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, fucking Hulk. No man, but it, oh, the, Chet it, Ramsey. It, and and that's, that's like the Fifty Shades of Grey shit, dude. Yeah, and, and well, all the one where that butt raped him. He looked pretty dirty. Skip, <laughs> you think Hogan butt raped him right there? Oh, he sure did. He took his clothes off of him. Whoa. This movie is kind of been bent over the rails uh, for <laughs> kind of stealing pieces from different movies. Uh, the shot early on where it introduces him and you see his feet, like that's very much like from RoboCop. Oh, yeah. uh, him taking the clothes very much like from the Terminator. Terminator. I mean, there's there's a lot of like mixing of that, genres. That shot right there was a Back to the Future. That is shot. that is that, the, that is the, no doubt the Back to the Future. The fuck has race cars on the street. So. Oh, I'll tell you. Who oh, that's <laughs> I do know. I love this guy, man. He he's in fucking everything. He threatens to sue him. That's odd. This this guy is named Dennis Berkeley. He's playing the character of Deke, or as I have him wrote down, um, asshole neighbor. <laughs> uh, he was also in uh, Nightmare Honeymoon, eighty five episodes of Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. He's also in Mask. Which one? The original Mask. The, the You're right, Rocky Dennis. The, mask. And I literally have that wrote down in my in my notes. Rocky, Rocky Dennis, Dennis, not Jim Carrey. <laughs> Love that movie, dude. Sam, and Sam Elliott's in that. Goddamn right he is. Who was also in the the man who killed Hitler and also the Bigfoot um, that I just mentioned. Um, uh, he was in Laser Blast, which is uh, probably for me probably top three best episodes of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. <clears throat> I highly recommend you go check that out if you want to laugh your ass off. Uh, he was in Malone, which is this kind of forgotten like balls the wall action movie that Burt Reynolds was in. Um, I know a lot of people don't think of Burt Reynolds as like this action hero, but this movie probably should have had Chuck Norris in it, but it couldn't handle him. You had to have fucking Burt, man. Burt Reynolds. Uh, he was in An Innocent Man, The Doors, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot with Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Goddamn right. That's a good movie. What's the Stale Getty? <laughs> Sidekicks with Chuck fucking Norris. God, I love that movie. Yes. I know you got both of I've have it on had, tape. I both have you at times independent of each other just jerk off about fucking psychics. Why? Why? Like of all Chuck Norris's three fucking words, Jonathan fucking Brandis. All I know is that movie used to come on a lot after school, and I fucking watched it every time. And I had the chick that played fucking Winnie Cooper. In I was it. hoping for a fucking Danica McKellen, and she is fucking hot. Sidekicks. Too, um, I'll tell you who's not fucking show. hot, and that's Shelley Duvall oh, right here. Oh god, I just came. 
Um, I will make a point to say that as unattractive as she is, this may be the most attractive she's ever been in a film. Do I have consensus on that? Yeah, she looks like shit. Yeah, I'll say she looks like Cher right then. She fuck. She <clears throat> wishes she looked like Cher. And I don't even find Cher attractive, she, but she wishes. Just think, she, she literally was, looks like she, she did a meth bender before she started. She was mar- she was film. married to Jack Nicholson in fucking The Shining. Oh well, I'll I'll give her rundown of everything she's been in. But uh, one of our reoccurring segments on this podcast is Steak Dick Eddie's Titty Tally. Unfortunately, the titty tally machine is quite broken. And thank God, because nobody wants to see what she's fucking got. At this point, I kind of want to. <laughs> I had this race. Put your, put your, put your I want to see Deke's titties. You get this. <laughs> He's he's dead. You have a better shot. They're, they're fucking bigger than Shelly Duvall. He's dead, and they're probably still nicer than hers because she got real fat and crazy in recent years. I don't know if you've been keeping up. She got with those her. crazy. Who would have that? She got those crazy eyes. That's yeah, sexy. Eddie, do you think this movie could use some sexing up? Did you say sex it up? Oh, I think I did. <clears throat> me 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 me. Sex it up. Sex it up. Whoa! Scotty Wiener! <laughs> Alright, the porn parody of We've some... been waiting for oh, this. Oh, this list has been coming together for quite some time. Coming. Actually, C-U-M-M-I-N-G, <laughs> exclamation point, and the dot at the bottom of the exclamation point is dripping with jizz. Uh, but this, this list has been coming together literally the day after that we recorded the Ready to Rumble podcast, so I've been chomping at the bit to get this out. So would you gentlemen like to hear... What the porn parody title of Suburban Commando is? Absolutely. I do. Fuck yeah. Submissive Commando. Yes. <laughs> and I have a very extensive list. It's, uh, <laughs> fucking Travis over here trying to flip the the tits on the screen and nobody can see. Sorry. Yes, you should be sorry. I'm revoking your titty flipping uh, license. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a a laundry list of uh, porn parody wrestler names here, and which will culminate with a a main event uh, to recreate the main event of the original WrestleMania main event, the very legendary tag team match. But well, to knock it out, we have the million da- <clears throat> the million dollar man whore Ted DiBiase <laughs> with his manager Virginia. <laughs> Gorgeous by Curious George. <laughs> Duke the Cum Dumpster Drose. <laughs> Bam Bam Gigolo. Oh, well, it's the Big Schlong. <laughs> Hot Broad, Randy Rhonda Arousey. She, she's gone hardcore, Dad. Lon, uh, Lolita. Hickey James. I'd give her some. Come names. on. <laughs> just, just bear, bear with me. They get better. Sasha Bangs. Um, that's, a good, that's a good porn name. That's really a song, is. too. Sasha Bangs. Sasha Bangs. <laughs> <laughs> what the? She moved. She moved. It's like they got um, William oh, Hung. Oh, William Hung, yeah. Yeah, William Hung. Think about Sasha Bangs. Sasha Bangs. Sasha Bangs. <laughs> Oh um, my god, my cheeks. Um, f- uh, filling our uh, our quota of BBWs, uh, we have Nia Jacks off. 
Oh, oh baby, it's the American Cream Busty Rhodes. <laughs> Ho! Hand job, Jim Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> He, he had a he had a mighty grip. <laughs> he did. <laughs> You're damn right, he did. Carrying around all that wood. <laughs> He's got his two by four. Ho! It's the size of his penis. Ho! Um, Booker Teabag. Um, <clears throat> see that one. The raw dog Jesse James. The Ugandan porn star come Allah. It's <laughs> the sound he makes when he's ejaculating. Come on, speak. <clears throat> I can wonder if I can get this one out. Andre the Giant Homo. <laughs> <laughs> what? He had a daughter. <laughs> how, many, how many beers would it take? There's <laughs> never enough. <laughs> he's gay. For, he's gay for pay. <laughs> Andre, we need you to be gay tonight. Okay, <laughs> boss. <laughs> okay, the master and the ruler of your ass, Psycho Sibian. I've said one of those before. <laughs> oh, I bet you have. Okay, okay. Oh, my God, it's the Undertaker. <laughs> oh, definitely. We'll be getting. We'll be getting to uh, to Mean Mark Callis a little later on. Um, we have Yoko Puna. <laughs> Goo Maga and his manager Armando Alejandro Estrapon. <laughs> Is that a man or a woman? Who knows? knows. Who knows? knows? I kind of want to see them. <laughs> Bobby Tongue Lashley. That couldn't even get him over. I it probably couldn't. If Leo Rush can't get him over, he ain't getting over. Um, Sergeant Slutter. The mouth on your south, Jimmy Hardon. That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Grabby Freddy Assey. I heard that's and, true. And, 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 <laughs> he's, he's dead. R.I.P. Um, uh, you may know him as uh, as Andrew Martin. I know him as STD Test. <laughs> <laughs> He's also dead. Test, test, well, that's, 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 I guess he failed. Oh, oh, oh. Ricky the Angry Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> Brian Cocknobbler and Jerry Gags, a.k.a. the really nasty boys. <laughs> that, that ain't paint on their jackets. <laughs> you, you got me with Jerry Gags, man. <laughs> Muff and Gasher, the gangbangers. <laughs> he, he's known as Ryan Reeves, and his catchphrase is "Feed me, whores." But he's now he's known as Bareback. <laughs> That's how you get STD tests. True. You <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh my God! Okay. Um, he is the European. One man champion, Tyler Master Bates. <laughs> oh, and then we have a new tag team, Girthquake and Typhoon. <laughs> oh, the Rim Job Squad. Double, <laughs> <laughs> double, double Handy J Jeff Jacket. The Black Hard On, Owen Hard On. The Nancy Boy, Thick Flare. <clears throat> Woo. Macho Ma'am, Tranny Savage, <laughs> and th- 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 this is th- this is literally my favorite one. And it's not even that funny. 
licking Lanny Poffo. <laughs> that one actually may be true. There's probably a lot of guys that have. He can suck his own dick, according to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Big, love you, Tony. We love you, we love you so much, Tony. Big Papa Dump, Scat Steiner, Johnny Gargano Homo, <laughs> Dick Foley, a.k.a. Cactus Sack, Dude on Dude Love, Man Meat. <laughs> Big fan of Man Meat. Oh, and then you've got Big D, Coochie Queefston, Sex Savior Woods, a.k.a. The Nude Day, <laughs> and in our main event... Of rectal mania. Oh, God. The immoral Hung Hogan and his 24-inch python. That's not a shoot, brother. That's his gimmick. So, so it's 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 not quite that big, but that's, that's you know... They, the, they shoot it in such angles where it looks enormous. Watch the gawker footage. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> his, his tag team partner, Mr. T.T., <laughs> versus Rowdy Gay Rod Piper... <laughs> And Paul Porndorf. <laughs> and that was Sex It Up! Yes, thank you very much. I've been I've been sitting on that for quite a while. That's what she said. That's something you could sit on. <laughs> That's awful. Oh, <laughs> All man. that sexy talk got me going. Oh, I'm glad. Did anybody uh, just notice that kid's head hit Hogan in the I did. Oh, fuck. Uh, Hogan, has, Hogan has two faces. He has who? Where he makes it every fucking movie he's in. Or it's like... He doesn't know what's going on. Huh? Hulking up, brother face. He just ran into that 24-inch python. <laughs> brother. Ten inch dick. <laughs> Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch dick. We've actually got a question <laughs> submitted by uh, Titty Flippin' Travis yeah. about, about the, the dick links of the various Hulk shit. Hogan incarnations. Uh, the gentleman right here in the uh, military helmet, um, that is Jack Elam. He's playing the role of Colonel Dusty. This dude has 600, uh, t- I'm sorry, 206 acting credits. Jesus. Yeah, he, he was a working actor. Uh, going all the way back, he was in Babyface Nelson. Uh, he was in 20 episodes of the D- Dakotas. A lot of these fucking people did a lot of uh, westerns. I'm pretty sure he was in a couple of Clint Eastwood films. He, well, yeah. I tell you what he was in. He was in Dirty Dingus McGee. <laughs> Hashtag Dirty Dingus McGee. Get that shit over. Uh, eight episodes of the Texas Wheelers. He was in Cannonball Run 1 and 2 and 22 episodes of Easy Street. Um, I know a lot, probably younger people are not going to remember a lot of those, but I mean, this guy was a legit actor and uh for you horror fans uh evidently he was constantly getting mistaken for Gunnar Hansen the actor who played the original Leatherface and as somebody who met Gunnar Hansen on more than one occasion I can fucking see it uh however this dude's weird lazy eye reminds me of a guy I work with by the name of Rocky Hicks Oh my god uh, does he does Holy he not shit. Have, yeah he doesn't like Rocky Yeah nobody nobody's going to get that reference I do Cocky Hickey's <laughs> Rocky's We're awesome. all sexed up. Rocky's awesome. Yeah, we really love you, Rocky. Um, this running gag about the uh, you know Deke here blocking uh, Charlie's uh, driveway <clears throat> is going to come to a head right here, and I think this is actually one of the more clever lines of dialogue in the film, where you know Hogan or sorry Shep Ramsey uh, moves the the uh, the drag is it called a drag car? Is that what it's yeah, called? Drag, drag dragster, dragster, whatever. Um, moves it out of the way so he can get into his into his driveway, and Hogan makes the you know the comment like, "What are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna beat me up?" Blah blah blah. And the guy and the guy face. says, "The guy says no, 
I'm going to sue you. This is the nineties. I'm going to sue you, which is, is actually a pretty decent line. So I can, I can understand why the, uh, the guy who wrote this ended up actually going on to write some things that are maybe a little, you know, better caliber than this film. Did any of you happen to know what or who rather this film was written for? This movie was written for Danny DeVito and oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. and and they ended up not doing it because they were doing Twins with Ivan Reitman, who directed Ghostbusters, best movie ever made, period. They, Your opinion. They, they made the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they did not. <laughs> um, do you think this movie would have been any better with those two in it, to be honest with you? No. No. no there was no save in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I think this movie has charm, um, and Arnold Arnold has charisma, and Hogan does too, but I don't think Hogan's charisma comes through in his acting roles. Like, you put him, you know, in front of a camera and, like, a live audience for a, for a wrestling show, and, I mean, say what you will about his wrestling ability, but the guy commanded an audience. He just doesn't have that same charisma in relation to, um, you know... Being able to project that on a film. Dookie. Oh, man. There's this one of two faces. I told you. Wrong movie, guys. Pretty sure Hogan wasn't running that fast either. Because you know, uh, when it looked when that kid got right there, he was like, and then. It's usually it. It's called range, Skip. He has it. Oh, yeah. I have that range, and I'm not making millions of dollars. Look at Nike Airs. I wonder if that's a uh, product that's a placement. Off. That's Chris Jericho in fucking past. <laughs> <laughs> 1991 Chris Jericho. Was he in uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling at that time? No, it was 94. 94. Yeah. Oh, that was a little fucking nerd. Later on. Oh, my God. He's probably, probably in Mexico. Or... No, man, that's a Shermanator. That's... <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he's quite ginger. <laughs> if you notice, like Hogan rips a lot of doors off of cars in this in this film. Well, it's like his signature move. When you're Terry Bollea and your cock's a different size than Hulk Hogan, you have to compensate by tearing shit off doors. Oh, my God. I think you just answered an internal question I didn't even know I needed to answer. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm pretty sure Braun Strowman's based off Chef Ramsey because he tears shit off doors and flips flips over cars and all that other shit. You should should tweet him that. Like, hey, are you you Chef Ramsey? I need need to know. This is a a life or death question. Um, uh, Friend to the podcast, uh, our our good... uh, our good buddy, Mick Strawn. Uh, when I posted on Facebook about asking questions about the podcast, you know, submit your questions to be answered, which we'll be doing a little later on, he he kind of chimed in like, hey, I have a weird story about this film. Now, I didn't even know this, and I did my research before I even posted this stuff, or a good deal of it. But evidently, at some point, Hogan got hurt, and he likes, I guess he stretched a muscle like in his shoulder or somewhere, and he couldn't raise both of his hands above his above his head. And they built a rig. Them being Mick Strawn was contracted to build a rig to raise his arms over his head for like a single shot. Such a a weird coincidence that you know we had this guy on the podcast two months ago, and he's he's still this wealth of knowledge of, of things continually down the line. So thank you, Mick. We really appreciate you chiming in on that. We should have asked how he liked working with Hulk Hogan on this cinematic blockbuster. It's probably uh, like his highlight of his career. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's <laughs> yeah. That's why he wrote a book about it. That, that one time I helped Hulk Hogan raise his arms on oh, on Suburban Commando. I wonder if he was allowed to look Hogan in the eyes, or if that didn't work for him, brother. Don't work. Want to work with Terry? Uh, 
Spe- speaking of looking in the eyes, and I've mentioned this on the podcast, um, I think last month, uh, one of our, our friends and regular panelists on this show, uh, you know, fucking Scott, what's, what's his name? I forgot. Fat fuck Scott. Fat fuck Scott. Sorry. I've been drinking all day. Um, <laughs> um, uh, a friend of his is stationed on an aircraft carrier where they are currently filming Top Gun 2. Now, you would think this would be a cool thing for people, and a lot of them probably were excited about this, but they found out, they were expressly told, you cannot speak to or make eye contact with Tom Cruise. So, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Fuck you, you little Scientology-loving motherfucking piece of shit. Go ahead and sue me into oblivion, because if you sue me, that's going to bring publicity, and we'll take it. it might be worth it. might be worth it to get sued I mean, by um, Captain the Closet. Can they even look at Tom Cruise without looking down on him? That's true. Oh. No. <clears throat> I think of Tom short. Cruise, I think of Eyes Wide Shut. He's, he's fucking weird. I think of Magnolia. It's a, a, a good movie. Kubrick? Um... So, we, right here we have uh, one of the funnier uh, bits in the movie. This this actually made me laugh out loud when I watched it earlier today. Any of you have any idea who this mime is? Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. I, yes, I wish. <laughs> That's Tom Morga. Holy shit, it is. Yes, that that being... Um, Jason? The, uh, well, imposter Jason in Friday 13th Part 5. <laughs> And he was uh, bandaged Michael in Halloween 4, which you can check out in our archives on JuicyKruger.com. That dude, is, that dude literally has ties to almost everything. <coughs> oh my god, it, it, he's he's like the all-star. I mean, almost every episode I, I find him interconnected with stuff. I mean, he's a stunt guy, so I mean, like, those guys work a lot. They have to, to be able to, to, make, their, to make their own. So, this movie... Was edited. I'm gonna bring this up because he has some uh, some weird ties to some other movies by a guy by the name of Terry Stokes. Um, he, dr- he edited Nightmare on Elm Street three. He did the Blob remake, Critters three, which was the film debut of a young Leonardo DiCaprio. He also did Critters four. Um, he did a bunch of like direct to video or like uh, made for TV Disney movies, uh, Xenon and the Cheetah Girls. Not exactly uh, up my alley of uh, viewing material, but I thought I would point that out because it's just kind of funny to see like where someone's career starts <laughs> and where it ends up. You know, doing these like horror movies and like nah, now I'm doing like family friendly, you Cheetah know, girls. Cheetah Girls, which I don't know. I mean, wasn't that like porn for like tweens? Got to hit the high notes. All I know is they sang on the show. Wasn't um. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think Raven Small was part of the Cheetah Girls. Like. Sure, she yeah, was. She, she was. Oh, she was. Oh, thanks, you. Thanks, you. Oh, I, I, I was just joking. I'm, I'm glad you know. Is that yeah, because of your too. kids, or are you a pervert? He's a pervert. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No comment. Well, I mean, like that's like Eddie jerking off to the Secret Life of Alex Mack. Dude, I did not jerk off to her. I did. That's what he says on the record. I'm jerking off to her right now. She's she she was also uh, on Third Rock from the Sun. She was um, George. Uh, George uh, what the fuck's his name? Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt's uh, like second girlfriend. Well, that's their, the their boyfriend girlfriend on a Ten Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Ten Things I Hate About You is uh, that's based off of a Shakespeare mm-hmm. play. Um, I was actually in that when I was in high school. Uh, the Taming of the Shrew is yep. what it's called. The worst part is I don't even hate you, not even a little bit, <laughs> not even at all. 
Is that dialogue from the yeah. movie? <laughs> That's what Julia Stiles reads. Chick flick. Reads the Heath Ledger um, at the end. I, I hate Julia Stiles. <laughs> There's something about her that, that genuinely... Did you not enjoy her in Dexter? No. I, I, I come to actually like her. But then at the end when she's like... No, you killed all those people for me. I'm leaving. Like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, I'm glad bitch. she died in the Bourne series. I didn't even know she was in the Bourne oh, series. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Send all your hate tweets. Travis Lester on Twitter. Is it at Travis Lester? It is. Oh, there you go. Join 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 uh, Joel Osteen. <laughs> join all, Joel Osteen and Peta and blocking them. So, it d- doesn't Hulk Hogan have you blocked on Twitter, Travis? No, Goldberg, Goldberg. does. Oh, Goldberg. And I've never oh, okay. tweeted Goldberg in my life. I used to <laughs> bash... Be- he just knew better. I used to bash Justin Bieber between the hours of 1 and 3 in the morning <laughs> about six years ago. Or, yeah, it's probably been longer than that. I don't know if Goldberg's secretly a Bieber fan and he just blocked my ass, but he does not follow me and that upsets me. Right? Wouldn't that be weird if he was, like, legit? I do, th- I do think it's awesome that he took the time. Or his people took the time to block me. And they just like hit your screen and some, like tweets and like fuck this guy. Some <laughs> random dude from North Carolina. I was like, fuck this guy. So you you have like this mental image of like he took the time to do it or someone took the time to do it. What if it was an accident? Does that does that lessen the uh, the moment? Well, no, because he he still took he the still, time still to click it. on something on my page. This is this is funny too. This uh, Tom Morgan making his return. He shows up uh, another time in the movie. Um, I like how he threw him that way and he's looking back at him this way. That would be called a continuity error. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That should have worked. That didn't work for him. Stupid Roy. <laughs> <laughs> We're still playing that fucking game, guys. Holy shit. Dude, fucking awesome. Alright, let's, let's talk about Christopher Lloyd. I mean, legendary career to, to say the least. Um, Kind of like everybody's uncle. I, I don't think I've ever met anybody that was like, you know, I don't like Christopher Lloyd. Loved him in Taxi. Oh, yeah. Jim really Ignatowski. Terrific, terrific actor. Uh, he plays the role of Charlie Wilcox in this film. Uh, he was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, 84 episodes of Taxi, which you just mentioned. Uh, Mr. Mom, Star Trek Three, Buckaroo Banzai, Back to the Future Trilogy, Clue. Best trilogy ever. And that's hard to argue against. Um <laughs> Oh man, the Evil Dead trilogy might be neck and neck with Matrix it. Matrix trilogy Shut sucked. Up. You're you're <laughs> a cunt. Okay, you're, you're, I fell asleep during Matrix. Reloaded. I am. I am. I I bought a, a ticket to the second Matrix movie just so I could see the Freddy vs. Jason trailer, and then I made a scene. I got up and like stretched my arms, like well, about time for me to hit the old dusty trail, and I left. They're like, wow, what a cunt. Yeah, yeah. I was. The second Star Wars trilogy ranks up there too. Menace, I'm going to punch you in your still erect dick. I'm tired of threatening. You no, know, don't do that. He likes that. Don't I, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Um, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? The Adams Family and its sequel. Oh, Dennis the Menace. Angels in the Outfield. Um, Camp Nowhere. Twenty episodes of the Pamela Anderson comedy, sta- uh, comedy stacked, which nobody remembers. Piranha 3D, which he's really good in, and he's a winner of three primetime Emmys uh, for his role of Jim Ignatowski in. Who framed Roger? I almost forgot that. Yeah, I, almost yeah, forgot I, love, that. I love that movie. And in Dennis the Menace, he was yep. the, uh, I forgot the, hobo, the, the hobo dude. Yeah. Oh my god, his teeth in Dennis yes. the Menace are yep, super, yep. super creepy. Is that where his dick glows? Um, it, it's, it's coming up. He's about to fall <laughs> down, but when he gets back up and he takes care of these uh, these two ruffians. So, the uh, the raper with the gun, uh, his character name is... 
is Ringo. Uh, he was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He was in 1941 with Dan Aykroyd, who was in Ghostbusters. So there's your quick connect to the, like I said before, greatest movie ever made. Uh, the Jerk, uh, 48 Hours, Repo Man, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Red Heat, and After Midnight and Doll Man. The other fellow, um, his he's, name... He's doing the worm. <laughs> he literally, literally was doing the worm. Uh, the other fellow, uh, his name is Teeth. Uh, he's the raper without a gun. Uh, <laughs> the raper in flannel. <laughs> Hold on, watch, uh, let's, let's wait for it before I resume talking she's about him. She's not hot either. <laughs> she's, gonna, she's gonna hug him and watch. His crotch is gonna start lighting up in just a second. Wait for it. Stop rubbing your penis, Travis. Yeah. See, look at it. It's fucking bleep. He's aroused. It's glistening. I saw her look at it, too. When you get an adrenaline rush like that, and you see <laughs> a hot lady, or an okay-looking lady, you yeah. know, rock hard hard. Uh, We're going to ask that question ready to rumble, like, who who they call, like, him jerking off, or, like, yeah. dead. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd, same thing. Like, I, I <laughs> who caught him figuring out? Yeah, who caught him figuring fucking out? Because he should not be in this movie. At all. Um... Uh, back back to the the gentleman who played Teeth. Uh, he was in uh, a bunch of episodes of the Batman series from 1966, playing like various characters. Uh, he was in uh, Dan- the show Daniel Boone, which was really pa- uh, popular back then. Um, Paint Your Wagon, another really good movie. Uh, Buck Rogers, he was in the movie and the TV series. Uh, Beastmaster, The Hitcher, one of my all-time favorites. Alien from L.A., National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Dick Tracy, and Free Jack. But what he's best known as is a stuntman. And my God, the amount of stunt work that this guy did is just astronomical. Um what are you? What are you pointing at, Travis? Uh, biceps, huh? Oh, just hairless arms. Bulging. Does that get you? Does it get you off? <laughs> you realize this is an audio podcast, so when you're when you're over here, um, I'm hulking up, brother. <laughs> nobody Hulk can see that. Pose. Stupid butt chin. <laughs> <laughs> but he blows his nose and wipes his ass at the same time. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, before I get back to um, to Tony Eppers, anybody anybody have any idea who this little girl is? Um, She's a winner of two Golden Globes. You see her, huh? I didn't really get a good look at her. Well, I'll see if, before Brooke I tell Hogan. you who she is. No, <laughs> oh. she's in uh, seven episodes of Picket Fences. Uh, she's in Escape to Witch Mountain. She was in Girl Interrupted. Twenty-five episodes of The West Wing. She was in Get her, uh, Get Him to the Greek. Ninety-two episodes of Mad Men. As of this recording, she's uh, been in 36 episodes of The Handmaiden's Tale, and she's oh, going to be in the, Jordan Peele's blonde, upcoming film. Right. Us. She's the chick that was his... Uh, Elizabeth jo- Moss. Was it Jonah Hill's... Uh, Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yes, yeah. yes. Holy shit. Um, isn't it that strange? This is like her second or third acting credit, and like, I mean, she's, she's uh, an A-list television actor now yeah. and well, she started out as hoping to think for that we do you do you, ever, do you do you think she's ever had that in her head like i, I owe my career to hulk hogan no, every time she wins a gold yeah, right. she needs to say thank you thank hulk you terry hogan. thank you terry <laughs> now i'm now i'm st- <laughs> oh, shit. oh god oh, shit. roy's gonna get it again <laughs> he, it's cool that he actually gets a, a an actual line of dialogue a couple lines of dialogue in this film because he usually doesn't get to speak because he you know either doing stunts <laughs> or he's you know, mute characters. Is he a 24-hour-a-day mom? Because, like, he's still out there. Well, I mean, what, what time would you prefer mimes to work, Travis? I mean, not at 3 o'clock in the morning unless they're, like, That's when you've got to feed his mime family. <laughs> he's out there 
<laughs> mom and finger blasted assholes. Alright, back to Tony Epper. This is the productions he did stunts on. Spartacus. The Planet of the Apes series, like the original films, The Wild Bunch, Rio Lobo, The Omega Man, uh, The Omega Man, The Omega Man, um, Soylent Green, Blazing Saddles, The Towering Inferno, Every Which Way But Loose, 1941, <clears throat> Just Before Dawn, National Lampoon's Vacation, Beverly, Beverly, I can't talk, Beverly Hills Cop, Roadhouse, yeah, <laughs> Lethal Weapon 2 and 3, Thelma and Louise. Oh yeah, get it. Oh, That's the hottest lady in the movie so far. Patriot Games, Bram Stoker's no Dracula, <laughs> Waterworld, Executive Decision, where um, Steven Seagal gets sucked through a jet engine, Spy Hard, The Rock, and Con Air. <clears throat> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this stone cold fox? Uh, the Asian lady? No, the blonde. The, the blonde. I I don't have no idea. She uh, she's not done very much. Is that the girl from Postmania? Hogan fox. Oh, that's allegedly. That's, that's, allegedly. Uh, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Sue me, brother. <laughs> the uh, the Asian people you just saw. They the female. Her her. <laughs> is that racist to me to put it that way? No, I just sounded oh, weird. It just um, yeah, out of left field. Uh, playing the role of Kim, that was uh, Denise. Kum- Kuma guy, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, Come. <laughs> Come. Come on, a guy. She had a reoccurring role on Night Court, uh, 17 episodes. Um, she did Clear and Present Danger with um, Han Solo actor, whose name I can't think of right now, Harrison Ford. Oh my uh, god. She had a reoccurring role on Gilmore Girls, which is like... Um, my daughter loves Gilmore Girls. I'll tell you a joke about your her. Your daughter re- loves Yeah, Gilmore she watches Girls? on Netflix. How, how old is your daughter? Five. I'll tell you guys a joke about her reoccurring role later. I can't say it right now. <laughs> oh. Spicy. I thought you were going to tell me a joke about uh, Eddie's daughter, daughter Kaylin. It's like, about not Gilmore Girls? Here. <laughs> She's my goddaughter. Don't talk about her. <laughs> the uh, the the Asian gentleman we we saw who is uh, the, the okay. The plot of this film is that Charlie, our main character, is designing a, a new tower, and these these Asian investors are you know they're having a presentation, and he's gonna uh, show them the blueprints, and they buy it. Everybody, you know, he maybe he'll finally get the ripping more doors off. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ! <laughs> because it you know taking the two seconds to open it would have been too much. Um, but you know, uh, Charlie really wants this promotion and he's kind of a timid guy and he won't ask for it, but he's kind of hoping that like they sit make this big deal and he'll finally be able to get that promotion and, uh, they won't have to rent out the spare bedroom to, uh, giant space aliens named Hulk Hogan or Chef Ship Ramsey. Ramsey. My apologies. Uh, Sir. Richard, uh, Richard Narita plays the rule of, uh, Sukaki, I think is how it's pronounced. Sakaki. Sakari. He was in Airport, 1975. Uh, several episodes of Dallas. Uh, he was in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, smaller roles on MASH, Beretta, Wonder Woman, Quincy, and Magnum P.I. A joke about Dallas. We'll just hold that one, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, let's, let's talk about uh, Charlie's wife. Um, we already kind of buried her on her looks, which is not entirely butt tooth bitch. Bow in and like joking the, and super, not superficial. The Travis goes, on. you could put a fucking you could put a fucking V in there and it'd fit perfectly. 
it's it's not it's None not terribly um uh good what? to of us to, uh, yes that is a pka meter from ghostbusters I so yeah um that pka meter also shows up in john carpenter's they live yes it does yes i'd rather try to masturbate my feet than fuck shelly the ball <laughs> you you haven't masturbated with your feet? No, I hold my breath. Yet. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Nobody's gonna get that reference. No, we got it. That was totally worth the trip to fucking Charlotte just for that fucking story. Yeah, yeah. A little, little information backstory on that. Uh, me, uh, well, we met Travis there, but me, uh, Stink Dick Eddie, and Fat Fuck Scott, we we rode to Charlotte to see. Uh, Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone do a live show. And it was amazing. And, uh, you know, we got talking about um, sex stories for some reason and uh, ended up uh, telling uh, certain certain things you've done. And, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> so, Shelly Duvall, <laughs> um, looks aside, um, I, I appreciate... I yes yes he is. <laughs> yeah, thank you for pointing out other continuity errors, Travis. And, uh, his trigger finger wasn't even frozen. <laughs> you don't know how long he's been frozen. Oh my God. Hogan Hogan literally, I'm sorry, Shep Ramsey literally just told him like you know in about an hour he'll be unthawed and he'll, he'll have a hell of a headache. Why are they not melting though? They're in the California sun. Right? Look at this guy. Well, maybe that's why he was twitching, because he was out in the sun. <laughs> so <laughs> you just answer your own goddamn question. That lady like she had guy. fucking jizz plastered on her face. I think that's even... racist. That's white face. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Hogan did say some things <laughs> one time. Oh, oh don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, Shelly Duvall. There's still black people in there. Skip. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, how dare you. <laughs> Shelly Duvall is a BAFTA-nominated um, actress. The BAFTA is the, the, the British equivalent of an Oscar. Um, she plays the role of Jenny Wilcox. Uh, she was in Annie Hall. Obviously, The Shining, which is probably her, her most remembered role. But the role that she was born to play... Anybody know what I'm, where I'm driving at? Olive Oil in Popeye. Oh. Not not a terrific film, but was there ever better casting than her as Olive Oil and Robert Williams as Popeye? No. It was weird. I just, uh, I just read that in the back of the box. I, was going to I mean, and the, the movie has its problems, but I mean, if there ever there was somebody who was made to play a role, I mean, come on, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's her good. in that. Um, she was also in uh, Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits, which was a terrific movie. Roxanne, another great movie, and one of her uh, later roles, uh, Rocket Man, with uh, Harlan Williams. Gotta love it. I love this joke right here where uh, Hogan gets the the freeze, and he's like, "Nope, antifreeze, Juki." He literally plays he, the two words. He has terrific delivery, does he not? Got like jizz in his mustache. God, that looks like fucking semen. It doesn't look like fucking. <laughs> He's ready to suck a dick right there. Oh, it was in her contract that uh, Hogan had to give her the 24 inch python, brother. Rip him. Rip him. Now, this is going to lead a little later on when Christopher Lloyd's character uh, unfreezes to what many people remember to be the line of this film, popularized by the internet critic, um, Nostalgia Critic. Now, uh, I'll point it out when it happens, but uh, you see Shep here enclosing our other two antagonists into the film. Now, this film came out in 91, but it was shot in 1990. So, 
by the time this movie came out, The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, had established himself in the WWF. Uh, this movie came out in October. Uh, you got to think, like a month after this, he won the title. He won the title. Now, it immediately <laughs> taken back, but Mannequin Three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, y'all never seen Mannequin? Uh, yeah, I have seen. It looks like that kid that says, I like turtles on that video. I like girls. I like turtles. Turtles. So, um, Mark Kelway, aka The Undertaker, he plays the role of Hutch. He's also in Soul Chaser. Um, he plays the role of Soul Chaser in Poltergeist The Legacy, which is, uh, Probably the only positive thing I can say about that uh, TV show spinoff. Did you even know there was a no. TV show called Did it come off sci-fi? Yeah. Um, that U- UPN. It was on UPN. I think it was a tie-in after like SmackDown. Yeah, I remember them promoting it. That I remember, but I thought it was sci-fi. Um, in recent years, he's done a lot of voice work. He did uh, Flintstones in WWE, Stone Age SmackDown. He did Scooby-Doo in WWE, Curse of the Speed Demon. And I didn't even know this was a thing, but he did Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania. I own all of those. Are you are you fucking serious? WWE home video, man. Fuck off. He owns everything <laughs> except for Bash at the Beach. Dude, fucking dub the best. And your WCW. fucking grandma had to cancel your goddamn WCW <laughs> magazine subscription. We wouldn't be in the I'd be sucking right your now. dick for that video right now. Oh, <laughs> god, damn you're <sighs> my needs and wants are like weird from everyone else. I don't need a woman. I need WCW Bash at the Beach to die. Well, you know, what's up for you? <laughs> let's um, let's be a knock out man for a long time. <laughs> let's let's knock out real quick before we get to our uh, viewer submitted questions. Oh God! Let's knock out really quick the um the rundown of our star of the film, <laughs> Mister Terry Bollea, aka star. Hulk Hogan, playing the role of Shep Ramsey. Now, he got his start acting-wise in uh, Rocky Three as Thunderlips. Uh, his uh, his first starring role, which you can find in our archives, which is still to this day our second uh, most downloaded episode, No Holds Barred. Actually, I take that back. It's number three. Halloween Three is still number two. I apologize. But they're, Those are they're both mine. They're both pretty close. Uh, plays the role of Rip. He was also in Gremlins 2 as himself, and the and man, Mean Gene I saw that in the theater, and that was so fucking awesome. There's that PKA meter again. Uh, Mr. Nanny, um, which uh, we're, we'll get to eventually there's on the Pepsi podcast. Too. We talked about Coke. There's Pepsi in the background there. There's, they're advertising all over the fucking place. It's Hogan, brother. Uh, Hogan was in uh, 22 episodes of Thunder in Paradise. Yeah! Thunder I'm going to look for that. Paradise. That's something I don't own, and if I go to McKay's and they have, have a complete it. series I'm sure they have it. I've for seven dollars, I'm buying it. <laughs> Only seven dollars. Do you know? Um, That's a steal. For a, I don't know if it's available now, but at one point, the only way you could get that show was like a Russian bootleg, and uh, they were like, the like it had like Russian commercials in it and stuff. Um, I can't even tell you how I even know this, but but yeah, you could get like the uh, the the movies, which was just like episodes of the show edited together in movie form. Because they had like a continuing narrative. You know what that means, right? Vladimir Putin was a Hulkamaniac. Goddamn and a real, right. And a real American. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's some floss in the laundry. He was in, uh, yet again, as himself, in Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen. Uh, he's in Santa with Muscles, which which I own that movie as well. I own most of Hogan's movies, sadly. Jingle all the way is better. Well, nobody's going to argue that. <laughs> 
Um, he was in Muppets from Space with our good friend Chris McPherson. Do you guys know that Chris McPherson was in Muppets? Yes, from Space? I remember you telling me that. Uh, our friend Chris McPherson, who uh, runs Sweet Fanny Adams uh, Theater in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, highly recommend it. Best show in town. Uh, has a small role in that in that film when Gonzo they're having like a party to try and get all the people around and uh, or Gonzo's family I don't remember what the movie's about but he's trying to they're having a big party and he's one of the uh, like party goers so let's talk a little bit about Hogan's career I want to give a quick rundown on that as well uh, he was born uh, Terry Jean Balea in Augusta Georgia he grew up in Florida he's six foot seven. Uh, he was trained by Hiro Matsuda, who broke his fucking leg. Goddamn ankle. And he came back, brother. He did come back. So, uh, despite the fact that, you know, people give Hogan a lot of shit, you kind of have to respect him because he he did go back after that. Did they really break his leg, though? Or is that just one of Hogan's lies? I, I believe that's actually true. Um, because I've heard other people reference it uh, uh, who would have known him My at the time. My a dirty fucking liar. He's also fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, because he shot himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> way to get dark. <laughs> I'll never be like you, Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will. Let me shoot myself. Did Eddie Graham kill himself, too? Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. Well, well, let's Google that. You, you look that up while I'm going over his, uh, his uh, list of accomplishments. Uh, he's a one-time IWGP champion. Ooh. Now, that was back, uh, you know, in the original art, uh, incarnation That's of the championship. That's what he used the, the clothesline. No, Bernie Hammer. Yeah, the well, fist one. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, he's a six-time WCW champion, a one-time WWE tag team champion with Edge, uh, six-time uh, WWF slash E champion. He was actually the final WWF champion Before and the first WWE champion, I think, which I think is kind of fitting. Uh, he won the Royal Rumble in 1990 and 1991, and he held uh, the uh, the record for most. Rumble wins until Steve Austin broke that record. Which was, with, before that was tied with Shawn Michaels. That's correct. Cause but, of death, multiple gunshot, suicide. Okay. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for looking that up. <laughs> Shawn Michaels does not count as a multi-time um, uh, winner say, to me because that one Rumble was only 30, 30 minutes. minutes. That's true. So, yeah. Well, Shawn, the fucking Diesel-Brett match hadn't went fucking 45 minutes with multiple, a with a fucking multiple interferences. That's God, damn, I remember watching that tape and just being like, fuck, why'd I pay $30 for this? <laughs> How much, what's the most amount of money you have spent on a wrestling tape, Travis? I need, I need to know a, a, a shoot answer right here. Because I need to know how sad your life is. I think I paid like $125 for uh, Clash of the Champions 5. Say Valentine's Day mask. If I had an open corner to make you stand <laughs> in and think about your life, I would do it. I was legit drunk. Not. I'm fucking drunk when I made the purchase. Oh man, you can just shut that door up there. There's a corner out there. I fucking did purchase it while I was drunk. <laughs> it'll, get, it'll get too fucking hot in here if I shut the door. Yeah, yeah right. Those pants are there. Pants are off. Um, <laughs> I know. I got these stats from PWI. I could have went to the Observer, but fuck Dave Meltzer, uh, winner of the PWI Match of the Year, 1985, 1988, 1990, and 
and 2003, which I found, like, mind-blowing. What the fuck did he well, do in 91? He like, stopped the Gulf War, you dick. He yeah. Saddam Hussein. How was he not wrestler of the year in 87? Because I think Flair was. God damn yeah, right. Did he draw 93,000 people to the Pontiac Silver Dome, brother? Well, neither did Hogan. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what they said. Um, Travis, uh, before we get into our uh, our uh, fan-submitted questions, would you like to give a quick rundown of the many lies of Hulk Hogan through his career? I do have a, a top 15 here. <laughs> All right, if you want to run through them pretty right. quick. We'll... He, he was asked to fight in the UFC. Apparently, when it was in his infancy, he was asked to fight in the UFC. And the fucking owner of the UFC at the time adamantly denies that he asked Hulk Hogan to fucking fight MMA. But he claims he did. And he did that on a UFC pay-per-view with Joe Rogan. Of course he did, because he can't fucking help it. Continue on. Coming in at number 14, he was supposed to be the lead in the wrestler. He was asked apparently four times to be the lead in the wrestler, and he just... Kept turning it down, brother. Terry's not in business. Yes, <laughs> it don't work for me, brother. It's just like he didn't want okay. to be Randy. He, he'll he'll do he'll do Suburban Commando, but he won't do a legit movie. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, no range. they said that they never asked him at all. Um, but he says that Mike Tyson was scared to face him in a charity boxing match, um, which <laughs> Mike Tyson claims he was never asked to do that. The man who bit someone's ear off was scared. <laughs> To face Hulk Hogan, okay. Um, he was supposedly supposed to be the face of the George Foreman Grill. That, that, <laughs> hey, I, I have heard that may actually be true, because Henry Holmes is his manager, and um, which, uh, Bischoff said this may be true, so I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt on that They one. did bring up a valid point, though, that if they really wanted Hulk Hogan, would they only called him twice and left a message, and then called George Foreman? Well, I mean, I mean they, he went to go pick his... Kids up from school, brother. He couldn't have his answer machine when he walked back 30 minutes later. Fucking Brooke. Goddamn Nick. <laughs> sucking the teat. He killed Hulk a guy. Um, he here's, a, guy. here's a big one. Here's a big one. He wrestled 400 days in a year. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, that's because Hulkamania been space and time, brother. He flew over the fucking the dateline. So is, is, is that supposed to be like... He, he, he's counting working multiple times in one day as, as two days? No, he's saying he flew over the international dateline to Japan, wrestled there, flew back to like Hawaii or California, wrestled there again on the same day, technically. <laughs> Whoa, did you see that skill is, right there? They say there's no way that could happen. That would have mean he would have had to wrestle 35 days a year. I mean, a month to make that work. He lost hundreds of millions of dollars, which they say is impossible because there's... If you add up his contracts and stuff, he's probably never made a hundred million dollars total. Well, he to be fair, he has lost a lot of money uh, due to his divorce to Linda. But I, I can see, yeah, you're like hundreds of millions. Mm, no. He outdrank John Belushi after WrestleMania two. Spoiler: John Belushi was, was dead a- when <laughs> WrestleMania two happened. <laughs> he claimed that he out he drank him so hard Belushi had to leave, aka die two years earlier or three years earlier. Nope, nope, he passed away four years earlier. Sorry, my bad. Um, he how he, he lied about how he broke his ribs at WrestleMania 18 with The Rock. He uh, he says that Rikishi sat on the night before the live event, which I don't think they would have risked that going into WrestleMania. Then he says he got him broke on the rock bottom in the match. He says that Elvis was a Hulkamaniac. And <laughs> Elvis was already <laughs> dead. Elvis was dead before Hulkamania was running wild. Brother. Elvis was a legit wrestling fan. Yeah. But that's just him, you know, that's him making a narrative out of ridiculousness. He, he claims that his fight on the Saturday night's main event with Macho Man Randy Savage over Elizabeth was real. 
in multiple interview interviews, and they just caught it on camera. Even uh, though there is a thing where they're like, "Count me count in." Yeah, count me I, in. I, that's very uh, famous. Or they yeah. said, "Where we at? Where we at? Where, where we at?" Yeah. Yeah. And then he has a recollection of the Montreal screw job that has nothing to do with it. Where they they said Shawn Michaels held Bret Hart down and uh, the referee counted the three count. That was in a uh, shoot interview. Um, Andre the Giant weighed 600 pounds at WrestleMania 3, and he tore all the muscles in his back when he lifted the brother up and shook the world when he slammed him. I've heard, I heard that one. Uh, yeah, he's, he tells that one pretty He also regularly. says yeah. that he didn't know the finish of the Andre match going into it on the, Andre the, well. on the Andre the Giant documentary. I've heard that as well, that he didn't know if Andre was going to be business, but I don't know how much I believe that one. The yeah. slam at WrestleMania 3 was a last-minute call. Which is a lie. They had done it on the house shows on the way up to it. To well, shit. Sure I mean, like they they wrestled uh, in like <laughs> the early eighties, uh, or maybe Hill maybe Hogan, like, Hill yeah. Hogan and Baby Andre. Yeah, and he he slammed him then, so it wasn't yeah. like this big yeah. thing. Also, that, that no. Andre documentary, like it was in there too. Like they said, they didn't know if Andre was going to let Hogan go over at the end or not. Which everybody to says. Be, to be fair, if Andre didn't want to put him over, <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have went over. But he did business. Number two on this uh, Travis's terrific top fifteen um, is that he could have been the lead singer of Metallica, which is been, that's hilarious. That's I don't actually the way he tells it. I'm not even sure that that's accurate because or I the think lead the, bassist, the sorry, bassist, yeah. yes. And then and he also said he could audition for the Rolling Stones, which are both bold faced lies because Howard Stern asked him in an interview and he's like couldn't recollect that he even said that. And then number one. <clears throat> Terry Bollea doesn't have a 10-inch penis, but, but Hulk Hogan, Hogan does. does. <laughs> if you don't know what we're you talking about... You can't prove about, that's not true. Well, I, I mean, oh, if, we watched, if we watched the Gawker video, we probably could. Um, that com- I watched some of that trial commentary. It was some of the most bogus bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Oh. He's like, no, brother. Terry Bollea doesn't have a 10-inch penis. That's Hulk Hogan. The fuck? You're the same hey, person. Hey, I've said it before. I'll say it again. No. You don't understand working. <laughs> don't. He worked the whole fucking courtroom because he like... He sure did. I mean, you, fucking do, you, do one porno, place. you do one porno and you make $130 million. Uh, I mean, he doing something right. Here's a bonus one. Uh, he didn't cheat on his wife, supposedly. <laughs> I mean, she only finds out later and is like fucking her daughter's one of her friends or some shit. Yeah, well, whatever. All right. Before... Uh, one final thing. Before we get to our... Um, our questions. I know we've given you a, a big fucking hard time about not having, you know, a complete WCW collection. Uh, I understand. But <laughs> I just want you to know, out of the kindness of our hearts, <laughs> we made a purchase for you. And we wanted you to open this on the, not be on the fucking podcast. <laughs> this, this is going to be gay. Open it up. <laughs> if it's like Gawker recorded footage. I'm gonna is it, this is the one you needed, right? No, this is the best of WCW Bash of the Beach. It's like fucking $3. April Fools, you piece of shit! And you're wrong. I paid 98 cents for it. You fucking... I had a $5 coupon. You know the fucking thing. It's in better shape than mine. Look at that. That's fucking on the cover, brother. Self tapes. Goddamn right he does. Aha. Fuck you, Travis. Alright, let's get to our... I'm going to tell me to put it in the free bin. I got it for 98 cents. 
Pay shipping is like three dollars. No, no, no. He had free shipping. I had free shipping. I got Prime, bitch. We debated. We debated on this ruse, and 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 uh, and and, tri- and Skip found one, and then Eddie's like, "No, I found one cheaper." And then he's like, "Oh man, I can get free shipping. This is like under a dollar." <laughs> yeah, I'm like I got a five dollar coupon. You got a fucking Prime on fucking a VHS tape. That's right, bitch. All right. I thank you guys very much. I hope you're like near and dear to my heart. You're very, you're very welcome. You piece of shit. Oh. All right. Oh, I busted a gut. Man, All right, let's shit. get to our fan oh, questions. God. This first question comes from Matt Underwood. All right, pitch me a sequel <sighs> to this film. You want to start, Eddie? Fuck, what? Well, Christopher Lloyd, he has this time machine, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this new car, right? It's called a DeLorean. Oh, my God. They go, they go back in time, and they get Shep Ramsey. <laughs> Dude, you can't make a fucking sequel to this movie. Make it, All that. They go Burn back. Mando. Space Invaders. <laughs> <laughs> they go back and get get, get a fucking uh, uh, Hulk Hogan as in No Holds Barred and bring him back to fight Shep Ramsey. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> no Zeus, Zeus real Zeus. twins. <laughs> That's part. It's it's part two Suburban Commando, but part three of uh, the trilogy of No Holds Barred. Because remember, we did a sequel to it. It's the the Shep Ramsey rip uh, multiverse uh, connected universe. All it is, it's fucking two hours of doors getting ripped off. <laughs> and cars spinning around. <laughs> <laughs> and just shots of his face, just like flared lips. Randy. <laughs> Alright, this uh, this question comes from David Thomas. Uh, would you consider Shep Ramsey an alien? Well, I think by definition, uh, you have to. I mean, he's he's humanoid. That's what I say. But he's not from Earth, so by Same definition, he would be alien. The space yeah. oddity. No, don't don't. Yeah, I'm scared of this guy. He looks like a fucking night janitor. Because <laughs> <laughs> they know I've picked somebody more menacing looking to. Uh, I mean, to put Shelley Duvall in there. Put some white face on her. And... <laughs> God damn, those teeth are horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> We're yeah, gonna take t- back your batch of the beach. <laughs> <laughs> she's having a really hard time right now. She was on Doctor Phil because she's literally gone crazy, and here you shit talking her about her her odd teeth. Well, give me that fucking teeth. Doctor Phil takes advantage of people. You, you heartless motherfucker. Catch me outside. All right, about the- that. <laughs> <laughs> baby. Oh this question comes from our good friend and my personal favorite professional wrestler uh, of all time, even over Flair. Um, yeah, I'm playing stated on the on the podcast. It comes from our good friend, Mr. Danny Rainbows. <laughs> woo woo, Rainblowers. Rainblowers. <laughs> what is the best Hulk Hogan match? Travis, you want to start? Oh, man, I'm going Hogan Warrior, WrestleMania six. Why? What What's great about that match? I mean, it's just like it's one of the biggest matches, and he passed the torch and all that stuff, and he he actually carried Warrior to a great match. You can that, tell that, it, it says a lot about him. Uh, more about him than probably most of the matches he was yeah. in. That's what I'm saying. He could work. I understand working. He could work. <laughs> he could work when he wanted to. Like, but most of the times he just wanted to fight fat, out of shape guys. It looks like he was being a world crusher. I mean, that or his matches with Randy Savage. I mean, those are the probably the two best ones. His match with Sting did not live up to the hype. Well, Bash the beat. He wasn't tan enough. Well, From Flair. Oh yeah, Flair. No. That wasn't their best match, though. They, no, they that was had, more of a, they had that was matches. more just a squash on Flair. I mean, they had some. He had some back, but you knew Hogan was winning going in. Like he wasn't going to lose that match to Flair. Yeah, fuck, they fuck just Hogan. paid him. Fuck ninety four Hulk Hogan. I, 
Like, skip, skip you on it? Uh, I mean, I will. I don't watch. I don't want. I don't watch. I don't care much for Hulk Hogan, but I will say, also like. Newer, I liked Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. I think it was 2002. Dude, all that. Yeah, all that. Uh... But it wasn't because of Hulk Hogan. It's Shawn Michaels made Hulk oh, Hogan. Oh, selling it? Yeah. yeah. Falls yeah, out of the ring. Stand I, up. And listen, yeah. I realized that Shawn Michaels is the favorite wrestler of the gentleman sitting to my right, Stank Dick Eddie. But it's just one of the reasons why I can't put Shawn Michaels in my in my top echelon of workers because he... Uh, he... he uh, I mean, he's a little selfish sometimes. I mean, you got to do business, brother. I mean, Hogan Warrior, Halloween Havoc '98, or... worst match of all time. <laughs> if, if I had actually you blinded you, him, if I had to give you my my favorite Hogan match, I'd, I'd have to narrow it down to two. It would be WrestleMania Five with Savage, and just because the build up alone to that, yeah, absolutely. Or I would I would say Hogan Rock. WrestleMania 18, 18. just I mean, because the atmosphere, the, the that atmosphere match. was was tremendous, and Hogan held up his end of the bargain. He did good in that match. They will, I will <laughs> say though, if you watch that match without sound, it's not that terrific. Well, of course not. It's well, not I mean that's match. the thing, like you know. But I mean the crowd. Who, made, wa- who watches crowd it without sound? I did it one time. Well, you, when the commentary sucks like like it does lately, shit. Don't talk about Renee. Don't talk about Renee going. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> she, can, she can say whatever she wants to. to me. Yeah, My favorite Hulk Hogan match is the match against There's Randy Savage thing. at WrestleMania Five. The build up to that, I, I think it's easily uh, for, for my money up until probably mm-hmm. the the Brett Sean match, probably the best main event in WrestleMania, mm-hmm. um, just because. The, the the build up and the the match was really good like like WrestleMania six like to me didn't have like a tremendous build up um, but the match in of itself was pretty good definitely you know one of two great warrior matches he had the oh. other one being against Randy Savage but I'm a big Randy Seven. Savage mark so I'm gonna go with WrestleMania uh, five I will say like we we pretty much said that his greatest matches were in WWE is there a greatest match in WCW that, I mean, because most of his matches end with NWO interference. True. All through the, like, 96, Okay, 97. if you, I mean, if, just from sheer crowd reaction, if you watch the match he had on uh, Nitro, it was like Nitro 99 or 100, where he uh, dropped the title to Luger. Yeah. That crowd was fucking hot. The Goldberg match. And, well, that, yeah, yeah, that's well, another one. Yeah, Goldberg. Um, that match is terrible. Well, it was like tw- yeah, uh, the Luger the match is actually uh, better, which that's saying something. Was it like, Super Brawl? Seven, the one he has with Sting after the debacle at Starcade, or was it eight? Eight, eight. eight. Yeah, it was eight. Yeah. yeah, that one's not terrible. It's way better than the Starcade. Oh my match. god, so much better! All right, this uh, this comes from Allison Hunt. Would this movie be better remembered if it had been completely set in space? No, because the they graphics would have made it, even, shitty, it, would have made it campier. But I, it might have gotten a following even more because of that. Um, for my money, and that's the point I was getting ready to make because I like cheesy kind of. You know, low rent movies. Jason X. Don't talk shit about. Don't talk shit about. I love Jason X. The Joey Ryan spot, guys. <laughs> he, doesn't, he hasn't mastered the power of the dong yet. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the movie, for my money, would probably be better in the long run. But I don't know that it would have been. It would have been less successful probably at this time. Yeah. Uh, this comes from Ben Hopkins. I think this is a really good question. Um, if Suburban Commando was remade today, what current wrestler should be cast in the lead role? Skip, you want to take that one? John Cena. 
I mean, pound for saying, pound, yeah, I mean, the yeah. illusions, like... I'm just saying, like, you know, he was the face. face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes, that makes perfect yeah. sense. I, want, I just want to say this, the, the alien actually looks badass. Oh, and uh, the alien is voiced by Frank Welker, uh, who is oh, the uh, voice of uh, Jabberjaw and uh, uh, Fred Scooby on Scooby-Doo, yeah, Scooby-Doo. And, of course, uh, Ray Stance and the Real Ghostbusters. Um, I, I have a legitimate question. Um, this is very rare for me, but um, if Hogan would have started trying to do movies earlier, do you think he'd have been more successful? Wait, okay, Eddie and I talked about this on our... Uh, no holds barred no episode. That if no holds barred had came out in maybe like eighty seven, it probably would have been successful. It wouldn't have been any better. But yeah, I mean, he was the, more at the height of his popularity. Like even here, he even, killed Zeus. Even here, he's, that's he's, his. He's that's his downturn. gimmick, brother. Like, I mean, earthquake. I mean, Bruce Pritchard even said they just pretty much had earthquake crush him. And them send the get well cards so they can make a melon list yep. on them. Like they, he probably didn't even get the cards at all. Oh, I, I'm sure he probably didn't. <laughs> um, my answer to this question, and uh, you kind of made a point about it earlier when he was ripping the door off the car. Braun Strowman oh, as Chef Ramsay would that not be fucking awesome? Yeah, in a he remake, could scream and it'd actually be believable. I would tell you, I, I would, he, he does comedy really well. He does. I think I, I think Braun Strowman he could definitely pull it off. It, I think just the look form, not the personality, but Roman Reigns. No. Be good. I just. I, I, don't, I, 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 I think it'd be too campy for Roman to do it. I mean, it would probably be more successful with him in the role, but I think Braun would be the better, oh, yeah. the better choice. Um, this question comes from Brad McKinney. At what point did you realize wrestling wasn't real? Oh, my God. Travis, what? what? Well, not <laughs> real? I, I know exactly. Spoiler! <laughs> Uh, man, I, I April Fools again, you piece of shit. To be honest with you, my dad always like kind of poked fun at me for watching it. He'd be like, "You're watching that fake stuff." So like, I I kind of knew from the get go, and like, but I mean, I guess probably around I really when I really really got into it and everything like ninety six, ninety seven. Like I kind of knew it was all work, but my dad always said it when I was a kid, but. You could kind of. I caught on to more things as I got older. It's, it's kind of the same for me. Yeah, I was probably middle 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 of middle school, probably fourth, fifth grade somewhere. Plus, there. the internet kind of ruins it yeah, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. When they when they started posting the spoilers spoilers when like the internet was big, you know. Uh, well, I can tell you the exact moment that I realized that wrestling was a work, and it actually involves a match between Hulk Hogan and Harley Race. Uh, a tape that I'm sure you have, Travis, which is the history of the World Heavyweight Championship, the WWF uh, video. You're welcome. There, there is two matches on there. Yeah, I know, but I was a kid. <laughs> that tape's so. pretty valuable too. So. I have that tape. <laughs> do you have it? I do. He just, I he, he just, he just eyed it like, oh my god, is it here? <laughs> he can, like, he no, can, he can I, sense do, it. I do have that tape. I do have it. Um, but um, they have. The match in the rematch of like house show matches with uh, King Harley Race and Hulk Hogan, and I realized that that it was a work because it's literally the same match spot for spot, and I don't know how old I was. I mean, I was maybe like ten or eleven, and man, it broke my fucking heart because I believed you you know you look like. Harley Race would learn how to block the big boot or the the fists or oh he 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 like he gets on top and does like a headbutt or something Mm -hmm. and uh, and obviously Hogan moves out of the way and it sets him up for the the leg drop but my point being is like yeah that Hulk Hogan 
was the reason pretty much that I, I loved wrestling. He's also the, the person who uh, killed the uh, kayfabe for me. <coughs> so uh, he's killed a lot of careers too. So oh, that's a, that's oh, a that's oh, a story for another day. I, I have one more lie. I forgot about it. He swears that the Undertaker injured his neck. Oh yeah, with the pile that, driver. The pile driver, and if you watch the tape, he is literally nowhere close yeah, like to a, the chair, a foot he away. Made him feel like shit. Yep, and that's why the Undertaker really didn't want to work with him in O two. Yeah, when he came back, people don't forget. Well, he shouldn't. By shit, by that point, I mean he was the locker room leader. So I mean, like, but you could literally go back and watch the tape. His bald ass head is <laughs> nowhere near the chair. His hair touches it. But he made the Undertaker feel like shit for a, year, a couple years because of that. Well, you think Until that the Undertaker was, watched the match because he was scared about losing his spot. He was probably scared because he had more acting talent in the one scene he had in the movie than Hogan did the whole one. <laughs> that's that's true. Dead man coming. Uh, um, this uh, this question comes from fucking Judd Kelly. Do you believe it's human nature to help the innocent when they are in need, or is it just the individual? Hashtag Eddie has a little dick. Hashtag he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you said earlier. When when I prompted, I was kind of letting him know like what questions we're going to be asking, and he's like, hashtag That's true. <laughs> sure did hurt himself. Uh, what What do you think? I mean, is it is it nature or is it nurture? Um, good and evil. It's nature. I mean, I think it's every, and everybody's will spirit to see someone in need to help them. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of both because you know some people are psychologically dis disposed to be, you know, crazy, you know, murderers and stuff, and then other people because of their environment. So I, um, that's a deep question to have on such a ridiculous podcast. Um, his, his next question <laughs> is, um, I find Hulk Hogan sexually attractive. Do you think he would pound my pooper? Terry's <laughs> mm. <Cherish> business. <laughs> I mean, if you're Hulk Hogan to... isn't a terrible layer. <laughs> but here's the funny thing about this. Um, I was asking him earlier if he wanted to submit questions, and the first thing he asked was like, hey, can I make a, can I make a joke about Eddie and Travis, like, doing gay stuff to each other? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, we're, you know, that's controversial. I don't want to bring that up. And what do I do? I turn around and make a question from his point of view having to do about getting fucked in the ass by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Brother! Swerve. Fuck you, Judd. You just got swerved, bro. Just like Hulk Hogan got swerved at Bash at the Beach 2000, which that, that piece of shit thing. Travis will never own, bro. <laughs> that's the only reason that tape is so fucking expensive. <laughs> Uh, how hard did you laugh when, um, or how how hard did Hogan laugh when Mark Fa Calloway finally spoke? Now the joke is that when he his character finally speaks, he's got a voice like "Baby, I'm gonna get you, Ramsey," or something like that. Hogan probably wasn't even on set. I, I <laughs> probably Bruce, not. Bruce Beefcake yeah. was probably a stand-in. <laughs> Dizzy Hogan. Uh, <laughs> Ed, Ed Boulder. Why didn't Christopher Lloyd die from the sudden drop in temperature? And yeah, I missed it earlier, but his classic catchphrase, I was frozen today! Um, uh, he didn't die because the, uh, the ray gun prevents you from dying. It's, it's only Hogan even says if you, when you wake up, you, you'll wake up with a headache. Yeah, and you'll be fine. It's like you're hungover. Watch the movie, Fat Tony. Jesus. And you'll know these things. God. I don't know why anybody would not know this movie like the back of their fucking hand. It's true. <laughs> Oh, man, there's a mole back here. Uh, and uh, this question pertains to what we just saw here. What kind of fucking red light only lets one fucking car through? Uh, uh, plot convenience. Um, 
Also, what kind of red light was that? Because it was very, very shallow. Not not deep like those other ones. Like some vaginas out there. Travis would not know that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. This question comes from Titty Flippin' Travis. Fuck yeah, it does. We'll be, will we be talking about Terry Belea's, Hulk Hogan's, or Shep Ramsey's dick? I think we talked about all the above. I mean, I was <clears throat> really kind of disappointed we did not focus <clears throat> more on the crotch plate that was on Shep Ramsey's suit. Well, I mean, we, we, we mentioned it. But. Yeah, no, that, you know. I mean, they kept the fucking 10-inch penis of Hulk Hogan at bay. So all those girls on the street corner well, but, but, did not but, well, rip his clothes well, off. Well, okay. Oh, look, by the way, scrolling up, whose name is that? Brutus Beefcake. Brutus Beefcake. It says Brutus Beefcake. It's not even his real name. You don't <laughs> understand working. No, it's Dizzy Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Ed oh, Lesley. Lesley. Bill and Dino Hart. Goddamn Ezra, Ed Lesley. <clears throat> if, the, if, this, if it is Hulk Hogan playing Shep Ramsey, J.J. Shep Ramsey, James <laughs> Dillon, Shep Ramsey's dick would be, would Shep Ramsey's dick be a different size than Hulk Hogan's, which is a different size than Terry Bollea's? Does each one get bigger? Well, it's is there a variation? So does he even have a dick? Oh, he has a dick. Well, he's going to be banging that blonde bitch. Speaking of which, we have another question about Hulk Hogan's dick. Uh, Did Shep screw Charlie's wife? And if so, was it tender and gentle, or was he trying to break her hips? Nobody was wanting to fuck (laughs) Shelly Duvall. Even the Martian was like, nah, man. man. (laughs) man. (laughs) It's like, never let it go. (laughs) Fucking look like you're going to get it caught caught on her snaggle tooth when you put your dick in her mouth. I got got a follow-up question really quick for this. All right. How many... How many people caught Christopher Lloyd fingering a hooker to be in this fucking movie? <laughs> I did. I did. I fucking did. We need that on the show. Get that. Get that. <laughs> what? F- a a picture. Finger to be on this movie. S- security cam footage. It's a lenticular shirt. In and out. In and out. And you can't see what I'm doing, but the finger, just... <laughs> finger, hooker's talent agency. All right, we got a couple questions left, and we're going to wrap this up. All right, um, Suburban Commando or Mister Nanny? Which is the better film? This comes from John Powell. <sighs> Uh, Mr. Nanny, man. Because it has uh, Buster, uh, uh, Buster Keaton? Well, no, Buster Keaton. No, no. Buster, uh, Buster Point Dexter. Oh, I was just saying Buster Keaton. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Mrs. Commando. Doubtfire pretty much ripped off Mr. Nanny. So. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, I don't know. I'm also, also it's, it's a toss-up because Brutus the Barber Beefcake's in both movies. Uh, but he plays the fucking uh, Zodiac in I'd rather watch Mr. Three Ninjas. Uh, back on Mega Mountain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew Mega Mountain. Notice man. I didn't mention that when we, uh, when we were doing the rundown. <laughs> he had of his that fake hair piece he wore on Nitro. He wore it at uh, Halloween Happy yeah. 96. Oh my god. Then Savage rips it off. You guys are nerds. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I, like you didn't know that shit. <laughs> I, my, I, my, I didn't know that <laughs> um, my, my vote goes for Suburban Commando, but I mean, Mr. Nanny, they're, they're on similar, you know. Uh, I really don't planes. think I've ever seen Santa with muscles, to be honest with you. You gonna watch it next? No. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking got it, or do I? I don't know if I even have it. That power suit was crafted by an actual company. I wonder yeah, how Steve many Johnson doors- is a legit... Uh, I yeah. wonder how many doors he ripped off of Mr. Nanny, guys. Check that. Oh, no, he can't oh, break that's the, Instead of the titty tally, it's going to be the doors getting ripped he can't, off. He can't rip those. He can't break those fucking ropes. That fucking back. Some <laughs> <laughs> of that goes. Like, I know when he was actually doing some of the Hulk Hogan, um, whatever, statistics or whatever. I don't know what it is, but I think the first seven or of the first ten WrestleManias, he was main eventing. First nine. First nine. nine. Yeah. Because yeah. he's... But he's, technic, technically... He's, no, he's, four. He's a, he, didn't, he was in four, but he, he didn't main event well, yeah. Yeah. four. He was in a prominent role in... So, the the o- Hogan-Andre um, uh, rematch, rematch was technically which went to a, a main no event. Contest. 
All which, right. and he snuck his way into fucking WrestleMania 9, that thieving piece of shit. Uh, Ruined Bret Hart's career for a year. Oh, man, that was Goldberg. No. <laughs> uh, that was like, right. He ended his entire career. All right, guys. Uh, considering his controversial history, what's your thoughts on Hulk Hogan in general? Just kind of, just a general, like, what you felt then, what you feel no now. No matter what anybody ever says, professional wrestling would not be what it is today you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if not for Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon. Yep. You can't just throw it all on Hogan. Vince McMahon was the one that did it. But if he did, if he did not have Hogan in that position, I don't think the WWF and, you know, all the, the media and stuff ever would have picked up like it did. No. Uh, Skip, you made a point that you're, you're a big Hogan fan. Like, uh, you want to elaborate a little bit on that? No, I mean, I'm saying, like I said, I don't want to watch it, but I've honestly probably watched more movies at the time of Hulk Hogan than I did of <laughs> him wrestling. So if that says, like, how widespread that he was, like, I paid more attention to the movies when I was younger than I actually did him wrestling. So I you may be the, maybe the only one. Yeah, well, well look, well, I was telling you, like, when I, how I used to live with my grandma <laughs> and stuff, you know, we wasn't allowed to watch stuff like that. We watched, like, corny movies like that she approved of, so, you know. Well, I mean, I I respect what Hogan did, but like, there's just so much shady shit he did behind the scenes to kind of hold people down. But just yeah. like Eddie said, you can't take away that it, wrestling would not be the way it is today, or as big as it is today, without Vince McMahon or Hogan and what they did through those first WrestleManias. But the thing is, you hear all these stories about Hogan, but how many other stories are there out there about everybody else? These True. are just the ones that like come out JBL, about Hogan. JBL, JBL, like the Hogan worst. gets the most of it because he was the biggest star. And you got to think, they talk about, Steve Austin talks about how he was in that position, that he was very close to, like, he would not let anybody in because he fought so hard to get to that spot. Yeah. Hogan did the same thing. Hogan just got lucky. Which, Hogan, what he did to Hart at WrestleMania 9 was kind of shitty. Yeah. And then not well, having... Well, fucking the, Vince let him and do not, it. Come and not on. have the... Uh, Can't wrestling. put it all on Hogan. If I was in that position, I would have done the exact same thing. Well, but... Then he didn't have the SummerSlam match he kind of agreed to do with Bret Hart. That or, was really or, or or did he? There, there's conjecture on whether. I wish I could find, I wish they had the pictures out where they were pulling over the belt. Yeah, that's, I think that would have done big business for him though. I really do. That would have, right. he could have passed the torch. I, to I, I don't. Think, really? I, don't, I don't think it would have done big business. Been two baby faces in well, like 93. Well, worked, it, it kind of, it, big business for 93, maybe, but, but yeah, I think they did 93 same, was pretty They did the same thing with Warrior Savage at SummerSlam 92, and it, it didn't, didn't really do anything. Well, it's like, hell, Bret Hart won the damn title on a house show the first time he ever yeah. won it. With, uh, with, with, from Ric Flair, who was Saskatoon. injured because, because of fucking the Ultimate Warrior. He had equilibrium problems. All right, uh, my my general consensus on Hulk Hogan is um, I'm able to separate the character from the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Bollea has done some really shitty stuff, but the, the character of Hulk Hogan has been in and out of fashion through throughout my life. You know, uh, around this time, my my Hulkamaniac ways were starting to wane. But then you get to like '94, and he kind of had a new lease on life. I was a flare guy, so fuck him. How, however, '96, '97. Yeah, well, he was off the rollies, <laughs> off the gas, brother. But um, 96, 97, man, he was back on top. Um, this last question comes from Danny Rainbows, and it's uh, directed specifically at you, Travis. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well, you kind of already answered it. Uh, what WCW tapes are you missing? Uh, well, you got a new uh, copy well, of Best it. of the Bash <laughs> of the Beach I now. Do. It's got Hogan on the front, brother, and the most replayed scene in WCW history. Pretty much the formation of the NWO, but just those three, really. I mean, I have everything. So the, the scene where um, where uh, Hogan gets called uh, 
uh, a bald right. piece of shit is not yeah. the most replayed no, scene in. No, no, fuck Vince Russo. <laughs> All right, bald piece of shit. If you had, er, hypothetically, if you had right now, if you had Bash the Beach 2000 in your hands, uh-huh. and w- like, would you not want to replay that infamous scene, or would you not even? I don't pop even it? think I'd watch it. Fear of the tape breaking. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> No, I'd watch it, but it would not be like a rewatchable tape. Like you're gonna have to spend a shit ton of money on it. Okay, because another. Guess what, brother? We got another mystery tape here. You gonna take bets on if this one's real or not? I'm not gonna take. I'm gonna say it's not real. Is that goddamn CM Punk on there? Is it? It's gonna be fake. It's gonna be like a fake fucking tape. This is the goddamn one from Amazon I was going to buy. <laughs> I had been sitting there waiting on it. April Fool's, motherfucker. God damn it. That is legit. We yep. all chipped in with our tax money <sighs> to, to help you get closer oh, to um, committing suicide because you have all the WCW oh, tapes and you can ascend to whichever plane of existence uh, would allow a WCW <laughs> tape Y'all, y'all to go. fucking literally bought this tape probably the day before... Or the same day I was getting ready to go. Well, buy it was actually it. we were playing Friday Thirteenth, and um, I, I dude, it. I found one on Amazon for yeah, one ninety nine. I, I, I messaged, I messaged him. I said, "What would you guys think if we could find one cheap enough and just go split it?" <clears throat> because I was on eBay, the guy had it for four fifty, and I kept trying to you know get it. At I, a t- I offered price. him two hundred for that one. Well, I offered him up to three three fifty, and he said no. So fucking I, idiot. Yeah, I so I hopped over to Amazon and I found that one and I'm like, guys, I found one for two hundred bucks. Which I felt stupid. Buy it. I felt stupid. I was like, why did I even think to even look on Amazon? Yeah. Well, see, I had it saved in my list, but like I just was waiting until I had some spare money to get it, and then y'all fuckers bought yep. it. Now, thank do you, you so do goddamn you want, much. Now, and I actually, well, do, uh, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the swerve? What's the swerve? You don't get to keep that. That's mine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll fight you. So what happened? April like, Fools, you get yeah, to keep so it. So that tape wasn't actually supposed to be delivered until about the 8th through the 18th, but I messaged a guy and I told him that we had a buddy coming over to do a podcast and we want it. So he sped we up We had this the, whole uh, thing yeah, planned. So he sped up the uh, So when you for when us. you threw us the fucking curveball, like, <laughs> well, I don't know if I can come on Saturday, blah, 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 blah. like, fuck that guy. Well, see, I didn't, fuck you, I didn't know I was even going to that concert Saturday's the thing. Like, I didn't fucking teach you. Yeah, because that was supposed it. to be delivered on Saturday. Dude. And I was like, is there any yeah. way that it's, I it's, can... We already, we already checked there, it. It's yeah, just a it's a little pin, but it's not missing that one. It's it's. I don't fucking care. But anyways, I'm I fucking like, better than yeah. So I was like, is there Stop any way I can get here? <laughs> I get this tape here in two days, and he emailed me back, and he uh, did priority mail on it, so I got it in two days. Fucking thank you guys very much. Uh, awesome. Well, I'm I'm glad that you are a step closer um, we are to down completing to your because that's collection. probably going to be the only. See, one the crazy thing is, once he gets that last one, he's going to kill himself. And I get all those tapes anyway, <laughs> so it's fine. I, it's called an investment. I, I got I, my money back. If I, if I ever get in a pinch, it's the first one. To go. <laughs> no, you, it's probably. I'm going to tell you right now. Go. If you fucking sell that, you better cut us back in on what we oh, invested in it. Otherwise, um, sixty six bucks three ways, son. Dude, <laughs> I, thank you guys so much. Man. I paid sixty-six dollars for a VHS tape, Travis. I, I want you to think about that. <laughs> I know I've spent that on quite a few. Yeah. So now he has the most expensive tape. It was his one twenty-nine. We just spent two hundred. Yeah, you're, yeah, you you better fucking get down and blow me <laughs> right now. Line it up, boys. <laughs> you got to swallow all three gravies. We're gonna put it in the simultaneously. Cup gotta, yeah. All right, guys. I think this is gonna. 
uh, close us out for our April Fool's uh, Suburban Commando um, audio God. podcast. Uh, for Titty Flip and Travis, who uh, by all accounts uh, should be a very happy man right now. Jerk off with my tears. Uh, Happiness. Titty Flip, uh, what's your name? Touch, touch and Tips. Touch and Tips. Come on, man. Sorry, yeah, I apologize. Look out, man. Touch and Tips, Skip. And as always, for uh, Stank Dick Eddie, I am insane. Brandon Lane. I don't have anything to live for now. Don't. <laughs> I told you guys, I'm going to get these tapes soon. <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Rance Black Lodge and uh, rate, subscribe, comment, and all that good stuff on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, and don't forget to visit us at our home site at juicykruger.com. Good night, everybody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>